everyone, welcome back, this is episode 37, and this episode might be a long one, might be a short one, might be a medium one, it depends on how upset I get, um, and I guess how much into detail I want to go, so, uh, welcome to episode 2 of I'm Gonna Talk My Shit, and this is like a talk my shit grinds my gears, uh, episode uh, excuse the noises you're going to hear in the background. I'll be using the old laptop today, something I usually don't do. Um, I usually just come in here with some notes and I stare into this closet and I talk. But today, it's going to be interactive. It, not much more than it usually is, but more on my end until I get more equipment and then I can screen share and have some video and we can, um, we can do this together. But you're probably wondering, what what are, you, what are you talking about? What are you going on about, Dave? Sorry. So, uh, I'm a big hip-hop guy, big hip-hop head. Have been since I was like 9, 10, while ago. And um, I've always been very opinionated about hip-hop. I feel like a lot of people uh, who say they're like really into rap or hip-hop culture, I don't really think they get the fucking spectrum of hip-hop. I think they like... I think their version of hip hop starts in like 95 until now and then they skip a lot of the 90s and the early 2000s and then they're kind of just in the like late like 2008 era to like present. So I feel like a lot of people just don't get the whole scope of like hip hop and um, it's kind of like a kaleidoscope like every time you turn it and every time you look at it. It's just a little different, you know, it's still colorful, it's still, you get all the spectrum of the, I don't know where I'm going with the kaleidoscope, my point is that when you look at the entire spectrum of hip-hop, it's really hard to just get a definitive list, like, uh, something I've always said personally, is if you ask me, like, my top 10 rappers of all time, right, I feel like if you say Biggie or Tupac, you're a fucking idiot, if, if you say Biggie or Tupac, you're just dumb, like, that's on everybody, those are givens, those are like, it's like, um, what, what, how do I even describe this? It's like saying Jordan and LeBron are in your top 10 of basket. Like, g- g- cool, bro. D- great. What do you really, like, what do you really think, though? Like, those picks aren't even picks anymore. Those are just, like, they're kind of owed. It's like homage. Like, if everyone in the world doesn't say Tupac and Biggie are on their their top rappers of all time, they just don't know hip-hop. And if you say them, I also feel like you don't know hip-hop because you should just say, like, well, not counting Biggie and Pac because, like, who who doesn't count them? That's like saying you don't have LeBron and Michael Jordan in your top basketball players, you know? Uh, but that's more of a personal thing. Some people don't get what I mean by that. But, like, Tupac and Biggie have transcended hip-hop culture. They are just, like... It's almost like Bob Marley and Frank Sinatra. Like, I know those are two completely different artists from two different times. But, like, Frank Sinatra, immortal. Bob Marley, immortal. Tupac and Biggie are the same. They're just, they've transcended hip-hop culture. People who've never listened to them probably know of them or have heard the name. They get what you're what you're doing there. So, that was a weird, that was a weird start to what I'm going to say. But, basically... If you live under a rock or you don't give a shit about publications, the Rolling Stone, um, they put out their top 200 hip-hop albums 
of all time. All right. I'm not going through all 200 albums. You've got to be a fucking idiot to think that I'm going to sit here and talk about 200 different albums. No, 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 no. We're going top 25%, baby. We're going 50 to number one. Um, some of these I don't even know. There's some 80s stuff uh, that even me, I feel like a, a nerd who's like listened to a lot of weird hip-hop in my day. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't even get... I feel like there's some of these from the early 2000s people don't even know. But if you didn't know, this was trending on like Twitter, maybe even like Google. I don't fucking know. I saw it on Twitter uh, because that's where I go these days to see what people are upset about. Because uh, usually there's some cool shit to be upset about. Most of the time, something stupid. Also, fun fact, your fun fact for the episode, I've been on Twitter. Uh, Jesus, fuck. There it is. There it is. Counter. There's the Dave fucked up his words counter, number one, coming in less than 10 minutes. I've been on Twitter for 11 years. Now, I'm 25, so do the math. I've been Twitter tweeting for a while, so I should probably go back and check all my tweets. It's probably some dumb shit I said when I was like 13, 14. I'm bad at math. But anyways, I found this list on Twitter. People were rather upset about it. And at first, I was like, oh, this is just Twitter. You know, Twitter gets mad about everything. Then I saw it on Reddit. And, you know, if you don't use Reddit, Reddit is like a bunch of losers um, who just want to complain and argue and debate and seem smarter than they really are in message boards or a bunch of weirdos. Uh, It's kind of a mix. Um, But I saw it on this hip hop thread and there was a lot of people that were like, yeah, this is trash, blah, blah, blah. And like um, the Rolling Stone is just like a music publication. I wouldn't say they're I wouldn't say they're in touch with any genre in particular. And I saw a lot of arguments being like uh this is just to get clicks, you know, outrage gets people to click on the article. That might be true, but I genuinely think that someone at Rolling Stone convinced people that they knew hip hop or there was a group that was like no, we can make this list. And just in the top 50, I'm going to point out some just banana lands uh takes. And if you don't know a whole lot about hip hop, Welcome. This will be like a little, this isn't even like a class. This is like, um, I never went to college, but this is like one of those, uh, survey courses. I stole that from, uh, Goodwill hunting when, uh, Ben Affleck's trying to lie about history. And the guy's like, was that a survey course? And he's like, yeah, it was a survey course. Nice, nice talking to you, pal. Um, so whatever survey course, this is a survey course in hip hop and why, um, you can't, not that you can't make a list like this, but if you made a list like this, You'd almost have to divide it between, like, old heads and new heads. I don't think there's a comprehensive list you could really make that would, like, make sense. It's almost like um, when I hear sports guys compare eras, like like, uh, football, for instance. When they made, like, the top 100 lists, I was listening to, like, uh, Pardon My Take uh, from Barstool trying to talk about how, like, they tried to separate, like, anything before the 70s and 80s and then the 80s till present day because the shit back in the 60s and 70s is just you can't even compare it it's almost like uh there's a guy i don't know his name there's a pitcher who holds the most wins per season and it's like i don't know it's like 60 something games that will never be attainable in modern baseball because pitchers just don't pitch every day like that um, and they play like over a hundred games. A pitcher might get like 20, 30 wins max. 
So that record will just never be touched. Or it's like Bill Russell with the Celtics. He has like 12 championships when there was like eight teams and they played like, you know, 30 games a season in the NBA. I don't think anybody's touching that for a while just because it's one of those records that because of how the game was played and how the leagues were set up, you just can't touch them. Kind of how I feel about hip hop. A lot of like 80s, even like late 70s hip hop compared to even the 90s is miles away. And then you have the 90s compared to now, which is even further away. But, uh, fucking A. How long was that? Eight minutes. Okay. Oh, I That was way longer in my brain. So there you go. There's a little setup of what we're doing, why I'm doing it. And, uh, yeah, get ready to hear someone complain about something that they think they know more about than someone who got paid to write this shitty fucking article. And like, you know, fair enough to them, 200 is a lot of albums. I think that number is super arbitrary. Like, why 200? Why not just 100? Who was like, no, we need to put 200? Like, it's stupid. You're telling me if you're like number 187, you're going to be proud? Like, no. Like I said, top 25%. And then if it was 100, if you're not top 50%, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? I And it's not like a diss, but it's like... If you're a journeyman, you're a journeyman. No journeyman wants to be like, oh, well, you know, out of the 200, you're like 185. Does that make you feel better? It's like, no, that makes me feel kind of worse about exactly where I knew I was. I knew I was never in the conversation for greatest of all time, but you didn't need to like give me a participation medal. So everybody below uh, 50, every or I guess above, anybody who didn't make it to 50 or below, we'll see you next time. You suck. Uh, I'll say it. You suck. Get the fuck out of here. You're not welcome. And I didn't even read it. If you're not in the top 50, I didn't even read you on this album list. All right, so here we go. At number 50, this is one I don't know. E- uh, EPMD, Strictly Business, 1988. Um, I don't even know what this is, so I'm going to skip over it. Um, don't really care. Uh, this is a good one. 49. This is criminally underplaced. This is a sham for how low this record is. Um, NWA straight out of Compton. Now, I listened probably to NWA way earlier than I should have because my older brother was really cool and got me this iPod. It was like an iPod classic when I was in like middle school. And this was one of the ones that had like 300 gigabytes. It was like a crazy big storage iPod. And this dude just stole so, well, allegedly, allegedly stole put so much music on this like there was every Beatles song ever made dude so much good hip-hop from the 90s NWA Tupac Biggie fucking uh Immortal Technique that's more like 2000s but like I listened to so much NWA back in the day and I was just a white kid in like suburban Kentucky you have so many good ones on here um I mean, it kind of started like what they call gangster rap these days, like the whole kind of like what I guess um, what Tupac really capitalized on was started by N.W.A. I mean, you have Ice Cube, Yellow Wolf, uh, not Yellow Wolf, uh, <laughs> MC Yella, I think is his name, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Easy E. Uh, I think his name was just Yella, by the way. I think I made up that MC part. Um, but yeah, you got like Dope Man, Fuck the Police, I Ain't the One. Straight out of Compton, everybody knows that. 49, criminally underrated. This album came out in 1988, super ahead of its time. Um, kind of set the tone for like West Coast rap um, for like Tupac to come in. And um, and then later on, you know, you have people like The Game, um, 
Nipsey Hussle. Like this, that's everything for the West Coast. Uh, number 48 is one I think none of you know. Um, Jay Dilla, one of the best producers probably of all time. Uh, I've tried to find this vinyl uh, so many times. It's just so hard to find. Maybe it's just because where I live or I don't want to buy it off the internet. But it's called Donuts. Uh, it came out in 2006. Um, this shit had like, uh, it's just such a good, like, if you're really into production, I guess, like when people, when, like when people review albums and like, oh, the production's really good on here. This is like my style of production. Old school, early 2000s, uh, vibes. Uh, I feel like Kanye took a lot of inspiration. Common would, would work with Jay Dilla. Um, a lot of good shit. I'd check it out. Um. Probably accurately placed. Um, and it sucks too, because like Dilla, um, he had like a disease. So like he, it was like a, he knew he was on borrowed time. So it was one of those things where like that, when that dude made something, it was just gas. Because he knew like, there's no filler, you know what I'm saying? There's no filler in Jay Dilla's uh, discography. It is all fire. It is all gasoline. It is, uh, it's really fucking good. Um, probably accurately placed because it's more of a production thing. Um, I don't think anybody thinks he's like a great rapper. Jay Dill is known for production. Uh, 47, Missy Elliott, Misdemeanor, 1997. Missy Elliott gets so slept on when you talk about like female rappers. Um, and I'm going to bring this up again later down the list. I've never listened to this album, but I know who Missy Elliott is. Um, I'm a dude. So like female rap just doesn't appeal to me. Um. Yeah, I don't know if that sounds bad or sexist, but yeah, never listened to it. 46, this is a really good album. It just won a Grammy. Tyler Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost, 2021. Tyler Creator, I remember when I was 14 and Yonkers came out and it was a black and white video of Tyler Creator like eating a cockroach. And I must have played that song a billion times with my friends and just the absurdity of the the flow and like what he was talking about like just the randomness of it it was just the best thing ever i know he says he hates that song he doesn't like to perform it but yeah tyler creator started off if you've never listened to goblin his first album it is such a weird piece of art but it's great um now i've kind of fallen off on tyler creator i never listened to flower boy but i've listened to igor and I've listened to Call Me If You Get Lost. Call Me If You Get Lost is like a culmination of like Tyler kind of coming into his own where he's not afraid to be cocky anymore. He's proven himself to the point of he doesn't he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder anymore. He's just out here like kind of just like his nuts are out, you know. He's the big dick in the locker room. He's letting you know, I don't need to I don't need to do anything now. You guys know who I am. And when it won a Grammy I was really uh, happy about that because I felt like going up against like Drake and Kanye West for Tyler to win, um, just super good. Like, yeah, super good. Great album. Uh, DJ Drama's on there. I remember listening to a bunch of like mixtapes that I would find off the internet in like middle school and DJ Drama, DJ Cannon, all their tags are all over it. Um, I think this album might be a little high. And I only say that because it's only been out a year. So for it to be like top 50 of all time, like kind of seems like a, not a favor, but I don't know, man, to have an album be out for one year and then be rated in the top 50, 
against some of these albums that have been out for 40 years. I mean, I love Tyler Creator. I'm glad he's getting shine. I just don't know if it cracks top 50. And I also feel like, um, like I said, it's like you can't, you can't give a, an album that's been out a year, like a classic status when like, if in five years nobody's playing that album, is it still that good? Um, but yeah, 45, LL Cool J, Mama Said Knock You Out. I'm not a huge LL Cool J fan, mostly because um, he's kind of old school. But this uh, record, uh, if you've never heard it, it's pretty good. It's a really old school 90s. Some dudes might say it's corny nowadays. I feel like it's accurately rated. LL Cool J is a legend. Uh, most of you probably know him from like CSI or whatever he's on now. But um, yeah, LL Cool J was the man back in the day. Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure he's like a Golden Gloves boxer too. Like that fool will knock you out. Like this song is no fake news. This song is uh, as advertised. I would say, um, yeah, accurately rated. Uh, this next one, don't even know. Genius, uh, GZA, Liquid Swords, 1995. No idea. I'm going to say it's a little high, but I've never heard of it. Um, 43, Run DMC, the self-titled album from 1984. Now, Run DMC is one of those groups that it's like the Beastie Boys. Like, when you listen to it now, it sounds kind of whack. Like, their cadence and their flow and just kind of the aesthetic of it. It just doesn't really uh, vibe. But what I will say is I grew up in like the heyday of like really good, uh, not even really good, like really good, really bad reality TV. When I was growing up, man, I watched like Run's House on MTV all the time, Rev Run and, you know, Def Jam Records, uh, Russell Simmons, Daryl Simmons, uh, forget the third guy's name. Um, But yeah, man, this... Uh, group, uh, I don't know, I don't know what's on that album specifically, but, um, it was definitely like a Beastie Boys type of, uh, of music. It was like rock mixed with rap with like, um, uh, how do I want to say this? It was like some of the first like hip hop that like white people were like really fucking with, you know, because it sounded like the Beastie Boys, but it was black dudes. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like in the eighties, you know, things have changed a lot in 40 years. You know, nowadays there's like 13-year-old kids listening to like Young Thug and, and Future. You know, they love it. Back then, probably not so much. Um, so this was like a big uh, album back in the day. I think it's accurately rated probably at like 43. That's probably up there. I mean, they changed the game for sure. Uh, they're one of like the all-time rap groups. Like when I think of rap groups, NWA, Outkast, Run DMC, uh, Wu-Tang. Like they're up there for sure. 42, uh, Big Daddy Kane, now, uh, this is, like, some real hip-hop shit, most people don't know Big Daddy Kane, uh, if you listen to, like, Logic, Logic will reference him all the time, they've done work together, uh, I've personally never, like, really listened to a Big Daddy Kane album, uh, but once again, he's a legend, I know his name, 1988, I don't have a whole lot of, I would say it's probably accurately rated, at, like, in the 40s, maybe should be a little bit higher, I always feel like the dudes from the 80s, like him, Raekwon, uh, Rakim, um, Fuck, what's that, what's that dude's name that got in the, uh, KRS-One. There's a lot of dudes from the 80s and shit that were really, like, uh, Slick Rick, Big Daddy Kane, obviously. There's a lot of people from the 80s that get slept on, um, that were, like, the man back then, bro. But it's 40 years ago. 
creeping up on 50. A lot of people don't remember that shit. Now, here we're getting more into my territory. 41, Kanye West, Late Registration. Now, this album, to me, is... I think the whole trilogy of the grad of not the graduation but the whole college I don't even know what to call it it's a three album series of college dropout late registration and graduation those three Kanye albums to me are some of the best hip hop records ever made um me personally I feel like this album is super low late registration and 808s and heartbreaks are in my opinion two of the most influential albums of all time uh in late registration you have really good soul sampling of like I think it's like old Motown records and just old soul music. Um, There's so many good songs on this album. And not even just like the... I think this has Gold Digger and Touch the Sky with Lupe. Uh, Hey Mama. So many good uh, Diamonds with Jay-Z. A lot of good shit is on this. Drive Slow. Just so many good good, uh, songs on this album. Um, and to follow up, uh, college dropout with this, especially when like Kanye was producing and rapping, I just think that these records are criminally underrated at 40, especially 41. Um, that's just me. Um, I, like I said, I think I'm biased. I think Kanye is top 10 easily of all time. Uh, probably closer to, probably closer to the middle of 10. than opposed to like 9 and 10 he's probably more towards like 5 and 6 in my book Uh, but yeah that album is criminally underrated and we're going to see why when we get closer up that's where you're at at 40 is a great album by Kanye even this might be a little bit uh, underrated number 40 uh, is Dr. Dre the Chronic 1992 Uh, me personally I'm kind of a Dr. Dre hater Uh, he didn't really write his own shit he's a good producer but like I never saw Dre as like the guy I guess it's because I'm younger but, uh, you know, Ice Cube wrote a lot of shit for him in NWA. And then Snoop Dogg wrote, like, three-fourths of this album. Um, the production's good. It's a classic album. Everybody, I think, knows it if you're into hip-hop. Nothing but a G thing. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't have a whole lot of opinion. I think it's probably underrated. I think 40's a little low for that album with how much it gets referenced, like... Uh, I think Kanye even took the drums off Explosive for one of his songs on Graduation. He, like, sampled the drums off this record. So, like, um, if Kanye finds it influential, I find it influential because I'm a fucking Kanye fanboy. This album, this is something I was talking about. This next album, this is something I was talking about with a friend of mine uh, a while ago. Uh, 39 is The Carter Three by Lil Wayne. This album came out in 2008. And here's something I want to say when people talk about, like, the greatest of hip-hop. Lil Wayne gets so left out of the conversation if you were a fucking teenager when the time i was a teenager if you were growing up the time i was growing up 10 years ago there is not a fucking doubt in my mind that you didn't have at least three lil wayne mixtapes one lil wayne album and you were not screaming out fucking all the lyrics of shit you had no idea about like i listen to lil wayne's music now as a fucking 25 year old and i get like I get, like, way more references and way more, like, gang affiliation shit that I guess I just didn't understand as a kid. But, like, dude, uh, Young Money, Cash Money, all that shit, him and Birdman, the Carter, the Carter series, 
I've never, I, I don't think I've ever actually listened to the Carter one, but I've listened to the Carter two and I've listened to the Carter three, uh, probably a hundred times back in the day. These albums are great. I think the 39 is way too low for this album. Um, it took me a while when like, uh, like when Lil Peep and Post Malone and like, um, just all these like Gucci Mane, I guess we're all getting face tats. Well, Gucci Mane's kind of in Lil Wayne's era, but like when all these new school rappers were getting face tats, I was like, man, where the fuck did this come from? I never even remembered. Lil Wayne had face tats before face tats were a thing, bro. Lil Wayne is like the godfather of the, like the modern day rapper aesthetic. He had fear of God on his eyelids. He had a toxic waste or a biohazard symbol. He had teardrops. Lil Wayne was like the coolest guy ever when I was growing up. And nowadays, it's like people just forgot about Lil Wayne. People forget that Lil Wayne kickstarted Drake, Nicki Minaj, you know? And uh, I think this record is criminally low, like the one right in front of it. Um, yeah, if you've never listened to the Carter Three, um, I don't know what you're doing. Let the Beat Build is such a good fucking song. Lollipop, um, Three Pete, A Millie, fucking, yeah, so many fucking good shits on there. Uh, but yeah, man. Lil Wayne is criminally underrated, just like 39 for the Carter 3, super low, not good at all, uh, this list is pissing me off, um, the one right in front of it, I think this is super low, but, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City, number 38, this came out when I was in high school, I've listened to this song a million times, not song, uh, I've listened to this album a million times, uh, so many good ones, um, the thing about this album is I think this is Kendrick's best work. Uh, but there is one that is way higher up on this list that I, uh, guess don't connect with, but I'm not going to say that it's not where it deserves to be. I think this album is super low as well. 38 is just way too low for this, uh, especially with, uh, just the overall story. As uh, I wouldn't say this is, maybe it's a concept album. Um, in theory, it's a little different. Like some of the skits, like, uh, I think went over some people's heads, but there is a story to this album. Um, so I guess it's a concept album, but it's really good. I think everybody here who's, uh, listening in the age brackets of 23 to 28 is what my analytics said, knows this album. You've heard it a million times. I think we'd all agree 38 is criminally low. Uh, and yeah, I think this is Kendrick's best work altogether, maybe tied with damn. Um, uh, but we will get into that argument a little later. Number 37, I mentioned him earlier, Raekwon. Um, only built for Cuban links. I've never heard it. Seems accurately rated. Uh, here's one I have a problem with, and I really enjoy this album. 36 is Chance the Rapper Acid Rap. I have two problems with this off the bat. One, this was not an album. It was a mixtape. It's only an album, air quotes now, because it's on Spotify. Back in the day, it was on like SoundCloud and Spinarella and Datpiff, uh, fucking websites and apps you people have never heard of, but I used to have to go to get good music. And here's my problem. This came out in 2013. Chance the Rapper was in high school when he made this, and he made it, I guess, supposedly in two weeks while he was suspended from high school. Here's my problem. One, this should not be higher than Late Registration. This should not be higher than Good Kid, Mad City. This should not be higher than The Chronic. This is way too high. This is like a... I, in my opinion, I don't even know if this cracks 200 of all time. Of all time, dude? Chance's album after this, The Big Day or whatever, it's dog shit. No one listens to that album. This is like a, this is what you call a flash in the pan. This mixtape was really good. It was really fucking new and inventive and broke a lot of stereotypes and had a lot of good different sounds that people weren't doing at the time. 
some of these songs you can't even listen to on Spotify because they still don't have like samples cleared. Excuse me. So to put this at like 36 of all time, get the fuck out of here. He doesn't even have rights to some of these songs to like really put them on Spotify. You still have to like go to the corners of the internet to get some of these songs. Um, this is a big blog era pick. This feels like a Pigeons and Planes uh, fucking threw this in there. For this to be 36, for, like just some of the albums I've already talked about if you're into hip hop, this is way too high. This is way too high. This is a big like, um, this is a big jerk off. Uh, <laughs> it's a big jerk off position to me. 36, this is better than late registration. You're out of your goddamn mind. Like, I'm pretty sure Kanye signed Chance and Chance stands Kanye. He's from Chicago. There's no way that that album is 36 of all time. So now we're getting into the the nitty gritty of why this list sucks. Uh, 35 right below it. In my opinion, another overrated album. Uh, Snoop Doggy Dog, Dog Style, 1993. I don't like Snoop Dogg. I really don't. I don't get why he's been so famous for so many decades just because he like smokes weed and he's like a chill guy. He like screams at Madden on Twitch. Um, I think Snoop Dogg is overrated. I get how important he is to, I guess, the legacy of hip-hop. I just don't think, like, in the grand scheme of things, Snoop Dogg is that good. Like, Snoop Dogg is like a watered-down Lil Wayne to me. Like, if Lil, like if you don't like Lil Wayne's, like, punchline style of flow, I don't see how you like Snoop Dogg. Because Snoop Dogg is like a... It's like an older version of what Lil Wayne, I guess, like... In my opinion, I think Lil Wayne kind of perfected Snoop Dogg style. Half of the time, he's just spelling his goddamn name. I can't fucking stand that. Number two, he fucking Dr. Seuss raps the shit out of every song. He was making up words to rhyme with each other. I don't like that. I think that's lazy writing. Um, So yeah, everybody can hate me. I think Snoop Dogg is so overrated, it's bananas to me. Um, I think he had a handful of songs. I think this album is the best album he ever made. And uh, it carried him... 11 times platinum, it says. Uh, I carried him for decades. So, I don't know. Judge me, hate me. I think that's way too high. Um, I don't think it's better than... Like, some of these, like, people put, I guess, like, the... Well, he's been able... Like, it's like Dr. Dre. Like, well, he's been able to sustain popularity and relevancy for 40 years. It's like, yeah, but they have one good album. Like, just because you could stay popular doesn't mean that that... Like, that shouldn't factor into the album itself, I guess. And, like, maybe I'm wrong, but a lot of these shits are, like, catchy songs. I don't think they're, like, particularly good or artistic. Like, I think Good Kid Man City blows this out of the water. Easy. And that's, like, Kendrick's freshman album. Like, you know? Uh, number 34. This is something I think is too low, but I'm glad it's on the list. Uh, Sugar Hill Record Story. If you don't know the Sugar Hill Gang, uh, it's, like, um, 1997. Uh, these are just some really good... Like, uh, like Rapper's Delight, Grandmaster Flash, I think, work with them. Um, really good. I think these are underrated. I think these are some of, like, uh, I don't want to say some of the most important things I heard growing up, but, like, Rapper's Delight is, like, like, I met this white lady uh, named Victoria that used to work with me at this, uh, at this, um, well, it was the photo lab I worked at in Chicago when I worked at the Navy base. She knew, like, every word to Rapper's Delight. And I just thought that that was kind of sick. That, like, uh, and it's from 97. I always thought this was older than that. I always thought this was from the 80s. 
Um, but yeah, Grandmaster Flash, one of the like OG DJs uh, back in the day. Um, these mixes are really good if you never heard them. I think that's probably accurately rated, maybe a little low. Uh, 33, De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising. I've heard De La Soul mentioned in a lot of records. Um, they have a really cool vibe. I really like their production. I can't say I've listened to this album. Uh, 1989, though. Um, this is another, like, group of hip-hop. Um, I'm, I'm starting to realize that I might sound like an asshole because half of these I haven't listened to. But my point is that I think I know enough about them to, like, accurately put these together. This is probably, like, an accurate rating for this. But, like, dude, Chief Keef, 32, Finally Rich? Get the fuck out of here. 32 of all time? Listen, I like Chief Keef. I think what Drill Music did in Chicago was cool. I think it was a, a massive thing. Um, I guess it speaks to the culture nowadays. 32 of all time, though? Get the fuck out of here, bro. You're telling me that's better than The Chronic. I'm sorry. Like, and I don't even like Dr. Dre. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm able to put my biases aside and accurately assess that that album, as much as you like fucking, <laughs> as much as you love to sing Love Sosa and fucking I Hate Being Sober, 17-year-old Chief Keef did not beat fucking a uh, late registration. I'm sorry. I'm not going back to Kanye. I said he didn't beat the Chronic either. Chronic was higher than late registration. This is like people who think they know about hip-hop, but they don't. They're not looking at the grand thing. Now, 31. I'm going to say this. Nicki Minaj, Pink Friday, 2010. Uh, Nicki Minaj is underrated. Nicki Minaj was the baddest bitch. She, like, resurrected female rap, in my opinion. Like, Missy Elliott in the 90s. That was like a drought for a while, bro. And then you had Nicki Minaj. And, like, you know, you got Make the Stallion. You got Cardi B, you got, uh, I don't know, I don't listen to female rappers. I would say Nicki Minaj has some of the best bars I've ever heard from a female uh, rapper. When she was on Kanye West's album, uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy, great bars. Um, and then back in the day, Young Money, Cash Money, Young Money Records, uh, Nicki Minaj was like one of the best MCs out of that group. And uh, she was on par with like Drake and Lil Wayne. Uh, she's criminally underrated. I think 31 is probably a little high for this record from 2010, but I think it's, it's probably top 50 if you're going like all time hip hop, because like she did resurrect, like without Nicki Minaj back in the 2010 era, you don't get Cardi B, you don't get Meg the Stallion, you don't get, um, Honey Cocaine, you know, who are some of these other female rappers? I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, this is probably accurately rated in the top 50. I just don't know if I'd put it 30, but Nicki Minaj super slept on. I don't think she gets enough respect with, uh, I don't know all that she did, or maybe she does. And I don't know, but you know, number 30 beastie boys, Paul's boutique. I've actually listened to this album cause I used to work for a guy who really liked, uh, the beastie boys. Uh, this is another one of those classic records that I think is probably top 50, but I don't know about number 30. Um, yeah, uh, beastie boys, I, like, this is what pisses me off about, like, Eminem stands. They were like, oh, Eminem was the first white rapper. Dude, without the Beastie Boys, you don't have Eminem ever, period. The Beastie Boys were three down dudes in New York. They made fucking beats. They made sick flows. They had energy. They had charisma. And, uh, yeah, man, like, some of those videos are cool. Like, I forget which video it is, but it's like... uh they go down into, like, this basement in New York, and I just really like the aesthetic of, like, 
I really like the aesthetic of like 90s and early 2000s New York because now like you can't afford like if you're not born in New York, you will not be able to live in New York unless you are rich as fuck. Um, anyone who just picks up and moves to New York has balls the size of fucking Jupiter these days. Um, but yeah, Beastie Boys, super influential, 1989. Uh, check it out. It's a good album. Now, another criminally uh, low album. Tupac, All Eyes on Me, 1996, at 29. Get the fuck out of here. This album needs to be way higher. If you've ever listened to Tupac, this album is a fucking bop. It is Tupac fresh out of prison. He's coming back with a vengeance. Thug life. Um, Yeah, man. This is just too low to be at number 29. I can't remember if there's another Tupac album higher, but this one is like... This is like Tupac in his prime right here. Like, this is Tupac with a... I don't want to say a fresh outlook on life, but, like, you know why he's in prison? He wrote um, A Rose That Grew From The Concrete. Great book. A lot of poetry. Really insightful. And, like, if you ever look at Tupac's, like, prison interviews, like, you could tell he was, like... You could tell he was really thinking about some shit in there. He was really like, all right, bet. Like, all right. Like, he was like... uh, It's kind of like when Mike Tyson came out of prison, you know? When Mike Tyson came out, he's just the scariest fucking human being you've ever seen. When Tupac came, like, I still think Tupac has the greatest diss of all time. Hit Him Up is probably the best diss track of all time. And I don't think that's debatable. Um, but this is criminally low at 29. Like I said, Tupac and Biggie are transcendent of hip-hop. They are just immortal. And, they tra- and like, the thing about Tupac is he transcends hip-hop culture. He was in movies. He wrote books. He could appeal to, uh, like, artist types. Like, and I mean, like, like, Tupac went to, like, art school in Baltimore before he ever moved to the West Coast. So Tupac had like a really, he had like a really different outlook. He was able to express like Tupac's music is, it's like, even as a kid, like the descriptions, the stories he would tell, it's crazy that he could write that shit. Like, um, I think some of the shit Tupac's ever written is just like, uh, you can't replicate it. Like it was too pure. It was too explanatory, I guess. Like it was just. Like, when I still listen to some Tupac... It's why I say, like, I like J. Cole. J. Cole gives me, like, the vibes I had when I was 13 listening to Tupac. When I listen to Tupac, even though I've never been to these... um, Never been in these situations, never seen uh, where he lived. When I would listen to Tupac, it was so vivid. The stories he would tell were so... I guess... uh, I don't want to say inviting, because that seems, like, weird. But I just, like... He painted a picture, and he really did it. And, uh, then he also had the other side of, like, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> uh, which is great. I love that. Um, another one I think is, uh, super underrated. Mob Deep, the infamous 1995. Mob Deep, everybody knows it. Um, <laughs> Shook Ones, everybody knows that song. Um, I think that is one of the best rap songs ever written. And also, like, in the first, I think in the first verse, um, they don't say, like, one curse word. Like, that song is hard as fuck, and they don't even cuss. Like, they're just spitting fucking facts, and I think they were, like, less than... I think they were, like, 20-something when they wrote that shit. Um, Mob Deep, great group. R.I.P. to Prodigy. Um, but yeah, I think another criminally underrated album at 28. Maybe accurately rated at 28. Mob Deep is slept on, though, as a duo. Um, and definitely, like, a, if you've never heard, like, Prodigy's uh, solo albums, they're great. Uh, kind of weird how he went out. He got, like, really into the Illuminati and then, like, died suspiciously, I guess. But R.I.P. to Prodigy. Uh, number 27, uh, Outcast, uh, Equium. 
Equimini. Equimini. Fuck, I always forget how to say this album. Equimini. Aquimini. Fuck, I'm fucking it up. 1998. A lot of people sleep on Outcast. Uh, this is controversial because later on they're going to come back. 27. Uh, this isn't my favorite Outcast album, uh, but I think it's. Uh, I think it's just like uh, the start of like Dirty South, like in Atlanta. Outcast is criminally underrated. Big Boy, Andre 3000, some of the greatest to ever do it. I'm a big Outcast guy, just not this album, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, probably accurately rated. I'd put that in top. I might put that top 20, but it's close. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's their first album, too. Uh, number 26, Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z, 1996. Once again, not my favorite Jay-Z album, but probably accurately rated. Uh, I don't think I've ever listened to this one either. This is like early stuff. I got into Jay-Z like in the Blueprint era. But um, yeah, Jay-Z, one of the greatest of all time. Some of these are accurate. Like I would probably put this in like the top 30, but I haven't listened to it enough. I think the Black Album is better. Obviously, the Blueprint series is better. But yeah, this is like a early Jay-Z uh, kind of carrying the torch after Big had died and becoming the man in New York. Uh, everybody knows Brooklyn. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he started Rockefeller. And without Rockefeller, I don't get Kanye. So I'm also a big Jay-Z stan. I think Jay-Z and Nas are like the... Jay-Z and Nas are like the new, like... Um, they're like... Um, you could consider them like the Michael Jordan to like the the Drakes and the J. Coles of like being LeBrons. They're like the Michael Jordans. Uh, number 25, this is probably accurately rated Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP. Um, not a big Eminem fan these days, but I can't lie. When I was 13, every white kid I knew, including me, loved Eminem. I've since grown out of that music. It's really shitty, I guess, like subject matter. Like it's really hard to listen to that shit unless you're like, I guess like on pills and you had a terrible childhood for me I was just angry as a kid and that music was angry and shock value uh probably accurately rated with 25 he's one of the best-selling artists of all time uh I have a lot of issues with Eminem this is probably accurately rated um you know I think everybody's heard this album I think if you're white you've listened to this album too many times and I think that um yeah I don't really need to talk about it probably accurately rated uh, this is Criminally Low at 24, Nas Illmatic, 1994. Uh, this has always been touted to me as, like, growing up, one of the best, if not the best hip-hop album of all time. I think 24 is super low. This probably goes in the top 15, maybe even top 10. Um, Illmatic is just a masterpiece. If you never listened to it, it's really good. Um, yeah, Nas had that gift of also painting pictures. Nas is a great MC. People say he's like a rapper's rapper. He's like an MC's MC, you know? He's also from New York, um, more jazz-ish, it's more of the production style I like, more of the boom bap style of the 90s I miss, uh, production-wise, I think the trap drums are getting old, everything sounds the same, uh, yeah, probably, uh, underrated, that's probably 10 places too low, uh, UGK, Riding Dirty, coming in at 23, 1996, um, I actually don't know a whole lot about this album, I would say it's probably in the... It's probably in the top 30. Uh, this is like um, Bun B, uh, I think. I think it's Bun B. I don't remember the other guy's name. Um, but yeah, this is like a really like uh, like another like uh, 
uh, what do I want to say? I don't want to say like gangster rap. This is just like a real street culture album. I think it's what set uh, like the Houston scene off. I think they're from Houston. Um, probably accurately rated. Some of these albums I've never listened to, but 22 DMX, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Probably a little high. Um, 1998, DMX died and everybody pretended like they really loved DMX. I don't want to say DMX is overrated, but I also don't think he's underrated. I think DMX is like a guy that kind of gets thrown around in weird spots. Uh, DMX is really good, but I also think like DMX was kind of like a, a flash in the pan. Like he didn't really have longevity. Now, a lot of street dudes and a lot of dudes that were like locked up really love this album, I guess, from back in the day. Um, I don't think it's a top 20 album of all time, but it's probably top 50 for sure. Uh, Rough Riders, Get At Me. Um, I don't know, Get At Me was on the other one, um, yeah, probably accurately rated, 21, I think this should be switched, but Lil Wayne, The Drought 3, not my favorite Lil Wayne project, but, uh, this was like early Wayne with the wife beater and the chain, um, probably a too high, I'd switch this with the Carter, but, um, I think this is another like, oh, we, this is like somebody trying to get too fine with it, being like, Oh, but this one was really better. Like, I don't know, bro. If you want to, like, really... Like, why not just pick the Hot Boys? You know, the rap group Lil Wayne was a part of when he was a kid. But um, now is, like, where I start to have problems. It's the top 20. At number 20, you have Future uh, DS2. Um, I'm not a big Future guy. And I'm sorry. This is not a top 20 album of all time. Future might be in the top 50. Uh, he's definitely popular. People love him. He changed the game, influenced it, blah, blah, blah. I don't think this is a top 20 album all time. This is another case of like, we went with something that was really popular that's hard to deny, which you're going to start seeing in the top 20. The top 20 is where I have the most problems due to like some of the records that are below it or above it, I guess, in, you know, towards the 50s and 40s. Um, I don't really get the appeal of, I guess, new rap, but I guess maybe I'm not supposed to. I don't live that lifestyle. And I also... This is where, like, um, I have an unpopular opinion. I don't pretend to live that lifestyle or understand it. And I feel like a lot of people who have no idea what the fuck these rappers are talking about just love this shit because they like the fucking... They have main character syndrome, and in their brain, they relate to it. Um, I'm talking to a lot of white people there. I think a lot of white people hype this fucking record up, and um, it's not for them. And I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, a lot of hot takes this episode, but, like... I'm sorry, Future should not be in the top 20 at all. Like, at all, I'm sorry. He's top 50 for sure, I guess. Like, he's super popular. But um, I'm really pissed off. I haven't seen a Gucci Mane album. Gucci Mane gets slept on. Um, he's, like, Gucci Mane and Lil Wayne, I feel like, gets slept on so much. Um, but, yeah. 19, Lil' Kim, hardcore. Um, Lil' Kim's always a female rapper I forget about. Um, I think this is probably too high. Uh, that's just me. Uh, I could be wrong. But 19 seems a little high. Probably top 50 for sure, though. Uh, I'm just going to skip right over that. Once again, I don't listen to female rap. Sorry, judge me. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, 18. This is a little low, in my opinion. Uh, R.I.P. MF Doom. Mad Villainy. Uh, 2004. MF Doom. Uh, man, I've heard so many MF Doom beats as like instrumentals growing up. Uh, and then I like looked into MF Doom. I'm not the biggest MF Doom fan in the world, but he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Uh, MF Doom was a super weird guy. Uh, but man, if you listen to some of MF, if you really like old school hip hop, if you just like hip hop in general, uh, 
MF Doom's your guy. This album's great. I actually listened to this like two, three weeks ago. Um, you really have to like listen to it in a different lens though, because some of the songs are just like uh, instrumentals with like cartoon quotes or sh- like sh- uh, t- like uh, fucking quotes from TV shows. Uh, but it's meant to like paint a different picture. It's not you know. But yeah, um, this album's really good. MF Doom was a legend. Uh, he changed the game. I was listening to an interview with him. Like, I think uh, it was like a Red Bull interview he did like, I don't know, six, seven years ago before he died. But MF Doom wasn't the most like, um, like the reason he wanted, the reason he wore a mask uh, was to kind of distract people from him as a person, just focus on the music. But um, I'm a comic nerd, so it's like uh, MF Doom. Then there was Victor Vaughn. Uh, then there was like, uh, fuck, he had another alter ego, like God, Jadi, something like that. He had like three personas and he said the reason that he had different personas as an artist uh, was just like kind of like comic books. If you don't get like a different character, if it's just the same character telling you a story over and over, it's going to get boring. So you would have different personas where you could pick different angles from tracks and talk about different things. Um, I think this is probably top 20 for sure. Uh, I might put it closer to like 15, but you know, that's just nitpicking. Uh, I think this album is too high personally, and I'm a huge Kanye stan. Number 17 is Yeezus. I had to go back and listen. I actually talked to a really good friend of mine, um, my buddy Vincent. Um, I never listened to this album when it came out. I heard it was dog shit. I heard it was trash. Nobody liked it. So I never listened to it. I skipped right over this. I never listened to it. I had to go back. There's some cool shit on this album, but this feels like a Kanye. In my opinion, this was like Kanye trying too hard. Just like shock value Kanye. It's like kind of at the, I, I say height of his controversy, but that seems like it came like last year. In the in the day of age of 2013, Kanye was at his like height of controversy. So this album was kind of like a culmination of like Kanye like not giving a fuck. This was like a middle finger to the music industry, the fashion industry, uh, like South Park, the media, the paparazzi, the public in general. And you had Yeezus, and a lot of people didn't like it. Um, I'm not gonna say I didn't like it. It's not my favorite Kanye album, uh, and I think 17 is way too high. I think there are way better Kanye albums. And now I have my biggest problem of this list. This was trending. Uh, number 16, Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy 2018. Um, I'm not trying to be rude here. There is no fucking way this album cracks the top 50. Um, I'm sorry, it just doesn't. There's better female rappers, i.e. Nicki Minaj, i.e. Missy Elliott, uh, Lil' Kim, even though I totally just skipped over her album. I would say all of those female rappers uh, were way more influential. Cardi B is, yeah, this is a case of like tabloids and like uh, social media. You have like her dating fucking, uh, what was it, Offset? One of the fucking Migos, I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of new rap. I try to stay up with it. It's just not for me. I don't get it. I'm not into it. Um, I'm on a different spectrum of hip hop. I'm more of a boom bap kind of guy or more of a J. Cole kind of guy, maybe a Drake kind of guy. Um... But yeah, I don't mean to be rude. This album, I never listened to it. Um, I'm sorry. I don't think it. I don't even think this cracks the top 100. If I'm being honest, of all time, I'm sorry. I just don't. There's no way it's top 20. Uh, I don't even think it's top 100. This is a big case of like. Uh, this might be where people are like, uh, th- like they just did this to get clicks. But like Bodak Yellow, like cool. Like I'm glad that song went viral. But like. <laughs> to 16 really like even just looking at this pisses me off knowing that like Kanye 
um, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, uh, MF Doom, Mob Deep, DMX, like the, just the names I'm listing off Outkast, like this is better than those. Like, I'm sorry. It's not when Bodak Yellow is the only song listed in this small paragraph. It's a fucking problem. Like, and I don't even think, th- I think that was a, just a lead single. So like, does that even count as being on your album quotations? Like, this is just another case of like fucking uh, hip hop royalty. That's just not deserved. In my opinion, uh, Nicki Minaj is better than Cardi B every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I will debate anybody on it. Um, number 15, Eric B and Rakim. I mentioned Rakim earlier, paid in full in 1987. Um, I've listened to this album and I've listened to quite a few Rakim albums. Uh, it's definitely eighties style music, but, um, yeah, really good. Um, I also think there's a lot of groups like, um, the locks and, um, man, like you didn't even see a Jadakiss album on here. Uh, but yeah, anyways, good album It's from the eighties. Um, Rakim's that dude. I, I met this dude named Quan when I worked at the pawn shop that really turned me on to like Rakim and, um, uh, and some of the old, like, uh, uh, guys from the 80s and he said like Rakim was the first like dude like Rakim was the first guy to have like flow and swag and he could rap and bust bars Eric B uh his dude um yeah man Rakim Eric B super accurately rated top 20 uh Ghostface Killer Supreme I don't even know that album um he's definitely in the top 30 Ghostface Killer I'm not a huge fan never listened to him uh then you have Dr. Dre 2001 I think everybody else uh, has heard this album um, yeah, um, I don't really think I need to talk about this a whole lot, uh, still Dre, uh, this is like Aftermath coming together with, you know, uh, 50 Cent, Eminem, early days, um, or no, this is the one that Kanye sampled, uh, so this is probably better than The Chronic, I think this is the one that had Explosive that Kanye sampled, I think I fucked that up earlier, this is probably accurately rated, I don't know if it's top, I don't know if it's top 15, I'd probably clip this closer to 30, but... I'm not a big Dr. Dre fan, but this is more accurate. This album coming in at number 12 is a really good album. I wish everybody listened to uh, Clips, Lord Willen, 2002. Pusha T is one of my favorite rappers. Um, I really like Pusha T's uh, style. I like the way he raps. I like the way he sounds. Uh, I like the way he talks about uh, what he's been through and what he knows about the streets and um, criminal activities. Uh, I think Pusha T is very descriptive. I think Pusha T is really slept on. I think Pusha T is... Um, like Daytona, I think that came out in like 2019, 2020, maybe it was a while ago, maybe even 2017 Pusha T drops very rarely, but Pusha T album, um, comes around every once in a while. Pusha T's last album that just came out was really good as well, but the clips is Pusha T and his brother, no Mal or, uh, Malice. Um, this came out in 2002. I've listened to this album. It's, uh, all about like, uh, Virginia, um, who grinding. Um, it's a really good one. Uh, I think a song on there. It's called Grindin'. But this album's really good. The clips are super slept on. And I think Pusha T's really slept on. I don't know if this is top 10 or top 12, but really good, uh, album. You should check it out. Pusha T and Malice together on tracks just have a really, it's almost like a, it's like a Virginia mob deep and later on, like out of the 90s. Really good old school. Not old, I say it's old school because it's 20 years ago now, but um, this album has like early 2000s vibes, like wrapped up with a bow on top, really good production. Um, and just bar after bar, 
Uh, really good, really good album. Uh, this one's probably a little high in my opinion, but um, I don't know if it's top 11 of all time, but Drake's Take Care album. Uh, this album's also really close to me. I think I listened to this album also a few weeks ago, just out of random. Uh, this album's really fucking good from start to finish. This was Drake's, uh, this is Drake's second album because technically, um, technically Take Care, yeah, it's gotta be second because, fuck, what was Drake's, So Far Gone was technically a mixtape that people always confuse as an album. So Far Gone was like a... It was like a 18 song mixtape and then he cut it down to like six or seven and put it out as an album. But Thank Me Later is Drake's freshman album and this is Drake after that. This was, um, man, this is such an influential album. I think me and my friends probably listened to Head Time, oh, Jesus Christ, Headlines and Marvin's Room, uh, Underground Kings. Um, there's a song with Rihanna on there I forget about. Um... But yeah, even the beginning of the album is just so clean with the pianos, a very small, uh, it's not very heavy, it's got very light drums. Um, but yeah, this album is uh, really good. I'd almost make it a, I'd almost call it a masterpiece, uh, but I'm also a Drake stand as much as I am a Kanye stand. I think Drake is one of the best to ever do it, and I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people take uh, Drake's like, not greatest things and try to... That's a stupid statement. I think a lot of people take a lot of like weird shit Drake made or emotional shit or, um, you know, just different things Drake and they forget about take care. They forget about, um, fuck, we'll come after it. Uh, if you're reading this at too late, like some of the projects Drake have like this. And if you're reading, it's too late or like two of Drake's best altogether projects. Uh, but take care is great. Uh, YOLO. He had everybody saying YOLO in 2011. This album is really good. I don't know if it's top 10 of all, or top 11 of all time, but it's definitely top 20. Number 10, Lauren Hill, uh, the miseducational Lauren Hill. I'm not a big Lauren Hill guy. It's starting to show some of my ignorance, but um, it's probably accurately rated. Everybody talks about Lauren Hill. Uh, I can't say if it's top 10 or not, but I know it's top 20 for sure. Then you have a tribe called Quest coming in at number nine, the low end theory. Tribe called Quest. Uh, you probably heard their songs, even if you don't know it. Q Tip, uh, Fife. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of good shit from Tribe Called Quest, 1991. They have a lot of different, uh, like, it's 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 rap, but it has, a, like, a jazzy feel to it. Like, it's a little different. Um, I'd say it's probably accurately rated in the top, I don't know, top 10. Probably top 10 for sure, maybe. Somewhere in there. Number 8, Wu-Tang Clan. Enter the Wu-Tang Clan. 36 Chambers. Um, they just made a whole TV show about the Wu-Tang Clan. Um... Wu-Tang Clan is up there, like I said, one of the most, like, besides NWA, Wu-Tang Clan is probably, you know, it's nothing to fuck with, we'll say that, but, um, yeah, it's definitely up there, they're recognizable, I think, uh, a lot of people know Wu-Tang Clan, um, top 10 of all time, probably, I'd say that, um, but yeah, man, there's so many good, um, so many good, uh, just, um, uh, like, RZA is, he's up there with Jay Dilla for me. Like, RZA is one of the best uh, producers of all time. You know, Kanye sampling and RZA sampling are probably bar none. Uh, if you ask me, like, the best producers of all time, I'd probably say RZA, Jay Dilla. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say early Kanye. Early Kanye was making shit 
that was just next level. And he took like, he took what they did with sampling to like another level. And then especially when Kanye evolved to make 808s and heartbreaks, then he ushered He ushered in like this whole new era of production. I think a lot of people don't get, uh, so Wu-Tang Clan, probably accurate. Missy Elliott, uh, number seven. Um, I don't know if it's top 10 of all time. I think that's a little high. Um, but it's probably top 20. I'm going to skip over it and never listen to it. Um, this Kanye album I really love. Uh, number six, Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, 2010. I think this album's really fucking good. It's not my favorite Kanye album of all time. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite Kanye album because I like too many of them. This is really fucking good. I don't know if it's top 10 of all time, but it's definitely top 15 for me. Um, this was right after like he fucked over Taylor Swift at the VMAs. Um, but this album has bangers. This album introduced you to a lot of good music. And, and I mean, like not good music, like the label good music. Um, this is really good. This is right after uh, 808s and Heartbreaks, where you start to see a lot of... There's a lot of really good sounds on this album. Um, a lot of Kid Cudi uh influences on this album and uh i think this kind of paves the way for like new age kanye like this like runaway on here runaway is such a good song especially like the the build up like the way he builds the beat and runaway uh gorgeous has a lot of good sound um but yeah there's just like a little bit of everything on this album there's old kanye new kanye singing kanye uh ballad kanye it's a good Kanye. It's like the most, uh, well, I think this is the most like versatile Kanye album. There's a little bit of everything on there. Now, number five is To Pimp a Butterfly. People say this is Kendrick's best album. A lot of people say this is the best hip-hop album of all time. I'm not going to disagree with that. I do not like this album personally. It, Even if I listen to it, I probably have to listen to this like ten more times to really like it. But I think most of it just comes from like this album isn't made for me. This album is made... Uh, for uh, the black community, uh, the black experience. I don't think this is my favorite Kendrick album. Like I said, I think Damn and Good Kid, Mad City are better than this. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't really know. There's a weird pause there because I'm trying not to... I don't want to like sound like, uh, like I'm shitting on it. I just, it's not for me, but I also, like I said, I don't think it's meant for me but I have no problem with it being this high on the list. I've actually seen this like a lot recommended as like the best hip hop album of all time. A lot of people hold Kendrick as uh, you know, the goat. I think he's up there. I don't think you can have a goat in anything, but yeah, for sure. Uh, public enemy, uh, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. 1988. This is probably a little high in my opinion to be number four overall, but I do have a few public enemy vinyls. Uh, public enemy is dope. Old 1980s shit. Um, but yeah, probably a little high, probably top 20 for that. Uh, number three, you have the blueprint. I still think the black album is better than the blueprint. Um, but yeah, that's number three overall. It's probably a good pick. Uh, this is, uh, Jay-Z's, um, I don't want to say breakout album cause like reasonable Dallas Tangley is a breakout album, but I think this, I think this album really set like Jay-Z a part of like, this dude is like special, you know, like this is like when Jordan started going to the playoffs by himself. You know, this is like LeBron with the 20, uh, what was it? The 20, the 2010 Cavs. It's like LeBron with no help, you know? Uh, number two, Outkast, Stankonia. This album is fucking great. Probably my favorite Outkast album. I think it's everybody's. Um, but yeah, this shit just has, uh, so many good songs from Outkast. It really embodies a lot of the 2000 era, but it also shows like the creativity between Andre and Big Boy, 
one of the best duos of all time. Uh, this album's great. If you never listened to it, I highly recommend it. Um, like I said, this was like uh, Outkast really put like that Dirty South Atlanta shit on the map. Uh, kind of changed the game, paved the way for a lot of people in Atlanta. And this is probably top. It's probably top ten. Outkast is another one of those names that gets slept on a lot. I feel like a lot of people just didn't listen to it, or a lot of people my age just don't give a fuck. Uh, number one of all time, they have Notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die. Um, eh. I'm kind of unimpressed with that as number one, but I mean, to have Tupac at like 26 and have Biggie at number one, uh, I think Biggie gets, uh, I don't want to say too much love. I just think that like, I don't think it should be number one for sure. I don't know. I don't even know what number one would be in my opinion. Um, I would almost rather see Illmatic at number one. Uh, but I mean, Biggie's a tough one to beat. But uh, for me, it probably goes like, uh, man, it's a tough one. It really is a tough one for me. My list is different though because I'm, you know, 25 and uh, this album's older than me in 1994. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, 50 Cent didn't even crack the top 10. I think Get Rich or Die Trying is definitely top 50 of all time. Um, I don't know, man. It's a tough one to call. I don't think this is number one of all time. I actually didn't give a lot of thought into what I would replace. I think I could move this list around and make a better list. Uh, but that's top 50. Um, I don't even know where we're at. This episode might suck. We're over an hour already. Jesus fucking Christ. Holy shit. But yeah, that's the top 50. Uh, if you're not into hip-hop, hopefully you learned something. Maybe you just wanted to hear me complain about things or say I never listened to that album. Man, that flew by a fucking hour already. That was crazy. Uh, but there you go. There's my opinions on things. There's some uh, information that you never had, how I look at that list. I think uh, whoever wrote that list is like a fake fan. I think they just like went with like... Uh, name, name value, like, uh, like namesake value, popularity, virality, is that a word? Virality? Like the Cardi B one for sure is just a viral pick. Uh, there's no way that cracked. Excuse me. The top, the fact that like Get Rich or Die Trying was not top 50 and Cardi B's like 16, it's fucking banana lands. It's fucking insane. Can't do it. Can't have it. Everybody knows that, uh, 50 Cent is better than Cardi B. I'm sorry. But yeah, that was like an hour. That was crazy. My back hurts from leaning forward. Um, this is like an experimental episode. I don't think I've ever done anything interactive like that with my computer. I don't think I've ever gone down a list like that on the fly, but hopefully you'll like it. Um, I've been thinking about that all week long and I wanted to talk about it. So I decided to talk about it. Um, yeah. Now, weekly recommendation. You know, we're keeping it hip hop. This is a hip hop episode, baby. Um, fuck, I already forgot how to say this. Uh, hold on. Alright, uh, I just listened to it. Sorry for the, if that was like heavy breathing. Um, the weekly recommendation is Nujabes. Uh, N-U-J-A-B-E-S. They are, I think it's two of them, Japanese hip-hop producers. I was, uh, listening to MF Doom. Um, uh, Books of War, it was him, and I think RZA made the beat from Wu-Tang. Uh, it was a really good beat in the, in the recommendations, uh, Nujabes, I can't say it, it's Japanese. Um, but they popped up, and when I listened to their, uh, 
their style. It was just that style of hip hop I really fucking like. It was like kind of jazzy with boom bap instru- with boom bap drums. Uh, the BPM was like exactly how I like it. It was like medium pace, slow but not fast. Um, and the vibes of these tracks are just insane. I've only been listening to them literally for 24 hours, but I'm obsessed. Um, I think, um, Seba June, uh, was the, was one of the guys, I think the main guy, uh, he recently passed away. So I don't want this to look like, oh, um, they're greats of all time and it's RIP to a legend. I'm actually going to say RIB, rest in beats to that dude. I hope he's, uh, sampling and making records wherever he ended up on the other side of uh, human consciousness. But yeah, check them out. They're on Spotify. They're on YouTube. If you really like uh, good production and even just good instrumentals, uh, they're really good. Once again, uh, Nujabes, N-U-J-A-B-E-S. Look them up. Uh, I'm obsessed with it. It's what I'm be listening to all weekend. Uh, I've actually found a bunch of like... Uh, it's kind of shitty when I make music. It's like a, it's almost like a meme at this point. If you rap, you look up for like type beats, like Jack Harlow type beat, Drake type beat. All weekend I was looking up, or all last night I was looking up, uh, new job bass type beats. Um, kind of like a Joey Badass style. Uh, Joey Badass is like the only rapper this day and age I feel like really fits that uh, style. Like him and X have a song, um, on uh, X's question mark album that's really good that embodies that style but yeah it's really like jazzy boom bap um style and i never even knew there was any japanese producers and like this was like back in the day too like when vinyl records were coming out uh so they're super old school they're down um jay dilla vibes i love jay dilla and uh yeah so check them out i hope this uh episode was informative i hope you learned something Maybe you weren't into hip-hop and you didn't, you're like, fuck that, I'm not listening to that, I don't give a shit about hip-hop. If you're into hip-hop, you know, let me know what you thought. This is a perfect segue into the plugs, hit me up, just last week, uh, podcast at gmail.com, just last week, podcast at gmail.com, hit me up, let me know you think my opinion's trash, let me know that you think maybe I should have researched some of those albums more. I disagree, if I didn't know about it, I'm gonna skip it, and I don't know, I think I know a fair bit amount of hip-hop, and if I don't know about it, don't know if it should be top 50, but anyways... Like the podcast episode, uh, steal your roommate or your girlfriend, a boyfriend, significant other, your mother, brother, aunt, uncle, grandma, whoever, steal their phone, subscribe to this podcast. We got 25 followers. That's awesome. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody who listens to the episode. It's like a super long one. And uh, yeah, hit me up. Uh, question, comment, concern, riddle. A recommendation something to watch react to maybe there's another list that you want to hear my opinion on I, I gladly if you have another list or a better list let me know i'll react to that one i'll give you my thoughts on that one and uh yeah thanks for sticking around this episode flew by um this is an experiment so if it didn't go well or if you didn't like it give me some feedback how i could do better or you know don't and let me fucking figure it out on my own i guess uh, but yeah just as we podcast at gmail.com if you know me personally hit me up on snapchat facebook or my cell phone number if you are one of the people who has it and thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week when i complain or praise something else um that's it check you check check you later